episode 35 of the Sounds of Stadia podcast. You're joined by myself, Chris, one of your hosts, and my co-hosts in the cubes. To my right, your left, we have Mr. Tom. Give him a wave. And an audible wave for the podcast. An, an audible wave. Hello, Internet. This is me waving. <laughs> Whoosh. Sound of a wave. And directly below him, for your listening pleasure, we have the man of many pixels, Mr. Richard, joins us as well. Say hello. Audible wave. Audible wave. In brackets, quotable. What is it on uh, Netflix? It's inaudible chatter or something. Inaudible laugh. That, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Inaudible laugh. Um, I've been watching... Stuff. Yeah, before we get in the show, I've been watching The Mandalorian recently as well, back on Disney Plus, and the amount of times um, Baby Yoda, sorry for spoilers, everyone knows he's in it, he's not really yeah. called that, uh, but he's referred to as the child, and the amount of times throughout episode like three or four <laughs> just goes, the child coos, in brackets, <laughs> the child coos. It's like, they could really just not, not it doesn't really add much, but it's uh, subtitles. controversy do you think is going to be if that's not actually Baby Yoda? Like a, it's not like it, well, a it's, it's, order. Because it, it's, it's not even uh, isn't. But everyone, is, the internet yeah. has now decided that this is Baby Yoda. That's what it's called. I think because they didn't know its species, they just kind of latched onto the next naming yeah. convention they had, which was, it's either going to be a little green thing. <laughs> They're either going to call it Baby Yaddle or Baby Yoda. Yeah. We've touched on that before <laughs> on this show. Annoying for some of the writers who actually have refer- keep referring to it as the child. Yeah. So you got a thing to refer to it as. Yeah. yeah, well, they call it the child, but it's like they establish it's older than a child, but it's just species. Anyway, 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 anyway. This, this is not a Star <laughs> that's Wars another, That's podcast. another chat, that is. That's another chat. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you. So everyone who's joined us for the week in Star Wars, thank you for coming along. May the force be with you. Padawans, welcome, etc. Uh, but no, you've joined us for episode 35 of the Stadia podcast, where, as you've seen, uh, we bring you all the Star Wars news all the uh, stadia and gaming news from around the world uh, we bring it to you and give you our thoughts impressions and ideas uh, on a weekly basis in a nice summarized form gentlemen i like to think we bring people news in an encapsulated form everybody's busy they don't have time to listen to daily shows so we we condense it all down and we bring it to you via the sounds of stadia podcast uh, so episode 35 what have we got in store for today, gentlemen? We've got uh, a little bit of a quieter week, a bit of a somber week, I feel. Um, we're going to just take it down a notch. We're going to speak, talk relaxingly. Tom with a little nice tear, the notch, tear the notch down motion there. <laughs> the child coos yeah. inaudibly. Make it a um, cup of tea, get in the bath and listen to yeah. this one. But by all means, that does not mean we've not got another exciting episode for you this week. So, so far, what we've got lined up, we've got some stories around the Mafia trilogy confusion. We've got some serious Sam exclusivity news to run through. Uh, A couple of updates to the Stadia store and our theories for what our pro June games are going to be. But before we jump into all that, let's run through some housekeeping. Um, We've got uh, Tom, would you like to let the audience know what we've got? excitingly on the horizon for next saturday Mm, absolutely so uh, once again if you have been living under a rock i know a lot of us might have had busy weeks with things going on there but just in case you haven't had a busy week and have been living under a rock somewhere or just just avoiding yourself of any sort of exposure on the internet uh coming to you next saturday that is may 30th at 10 p.m uk time uh we are once again happy to announce that we have the pub g content creators cup coming to you live from the stadia content creators all across youtube we've got people streaming on twitch we've got people streaming on facebook gaming we've got some mixer going on in there as well uh, but what we're having is we've got a nice tournament that we've organized for uh, for all of the stadia fans out there to basically watch some of the uh, some of the upcoming content creators go at it really 
um, in groups based on their channels um, just to try to, to, to vie for, you know, the number one spot, really. Try to get that chicken dinner just to just to hold that above everybody else's heads. We've got, um, got some interesting rounds going on. We've got the pre-made um, round where we have basically like channel teams such as ourselves. We're, we're going to be um, hosting it and obviously as, as a result participating. We also have um, teams like Stadia Source, the guys over at Stadia Source, the guys over at the Stadia Initiative are taking part as well, Share Stadia and many more. But this week we will be announcing all of the individual participants, just so you know, um, just in case you've got a favorite channel other than ours out there uh, that you're uh, that you you know you follow along with and want to make sure that you you get all of the experiences really every single channel will be streaming their own point of view you'll be able to get their audio get their visuals as well so even after the event you'll be able to jump around and see what everyone else was doing during the game you could get all the different streams or you could yeah you could load them all up at the same time and uh, absolutely rip through your internet while you're also yeah. playing on stadia <laughs> yeah a theory as well like after it's all completed if um it may be us or maybe somebody else if we could just pull together all the footage and just kind of do like a, a mega montage of like what's going on so you can cut from different angles and such but we'll see how exciting that is and we'll we'll uh, pull it all together if if and when it's required uh, but yeah we definitely appreciate if you would join us uh on the saturday uh on our channel uh to watch our perspectives because if, if we're all secretly uh in the know, you know we're going to win, right? So you might as well watch the winning team, right? The smack Who talk starts watch? now! Yeah, yeah. I mean, realistically, yeah, when you watch any kind of sports, you don't want to watch the teams at the bottom of the league. It's all about the big guns <laughs> up the top, isn't it? So, as someone who's played PUBG a grand total of four times now, I'm feeling super confident. I think the way you're talking, you're Manchester United fan, but you're not. Oh, you're no, Newcastle I'm really fan. not. I'll tell you who is a Manchester United fan. Chase from uh, Stadia Talk. <laughs> going to lose in this tournament yeah who is taking part <laughs> oh, in this tournament dear. is he really a Manchester fan oh, we digress we digress uh, <laughs> on the other side though away from the battlefield away from all those chicken dinners and frying pans uh, somebody's been opening up a bottle of wine and enjoying a very very different kind of story would you like to tell us a little bit about that Richard so part five of our Lost Words um, Let's Play is up uh, went up on Sat Saturday just gone um and we're getting probably about the midpoint of the story now, so it's getting some really quite emotional things. And I'm pro if memory serves, I'm getting quite far down that bottle of wine. <laughs> I might have oh. even finished it. <laughs> Maybe even finished. Yeah. yeah, it's exciting times. I've been watching along as well. Um, yeah, I've not, I've not played the game myself because I feel like I owe it to you to to watch it along and see. Because I've heard so many things about you getting emotional with it and the bottle of wine. I can see you slowly getting drunk. Yeah. Drunk. yeah, it's that yeah, it's drunk, impact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's, it's an interesting thing to watch along with. So uh, yes, keep tuned to our channel every Saturday that drops on the morning. Yeah. Um, check that out. Uh, they are quite nice condensed videos as well. Uh, but the story's ticking over quite yeah. interestingly. We're probably at the point where it's at its emotional lowest before it starts picking back up again. So oh, it's, those, that roller coaster yeah. ride it keeps so get going. Get the tissues out. It keeps going exactly. Definitely. And um, moving on from that, again to take a total different deviation. Uh, I myself have been working on some things behind the scenes, and I'm happy to finally announce. Um, as of this Tuesday, 7pm UK time, you can join me over on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash Sounds of Stadia, where I'll be partaking in my very own live stream for the first time, and I'm Ooh. going to be playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey on the road to Valhalla, which it's, it's a franchise dear to my heart. Uh, I've already platinumed the game before, but I did not get a chance to enjoy it with the lovely Cassandra. 
So I'm going to be jumping in, playing with um, playing with the Greek goddess that is Cassandra. And uh, yeah, I hope you'll join me on my adventure. Starting again this Tuesday, 7 p.m. UK time. Uh, we'll see how far we get. We'll see how long I can go. Um, how long into the early hours in the morning can I play Assassin's <laughs> Creed non-stop in a row? You'll have to tune in to find out. Uh, but I'd love to see you in the chat uh, to keep me busy as well and engage with you as an audience. But I'd love to see you over there. Fantastic. And uh, we'll go kill some Greek people. I know. Yes. I for one, I'm very Mad much God. looking forward to that. So I'll, uh, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be sporting, sport like cheer, cheering you on along there. As well. Actually, I've just noticed as I say that. Full screen because if you're planning to go in the early hours of the morning and I'm working next week. Yeah, well, see, we'll just have to take commitment. <laughs> But uh, do, do I actually own anything that already lends itself? As, as I'm in the video, anyone who's watching a video, I can uh, <laughs> showcase this <laughs> to the side now. We have the Spartan shield and sword there. Um, and then if you, anyone who's got eagle eyes as well will notice over at that side there, there is a Spartan helmet currently Ooh. sat on a lampshade watching Ooh. over me um, like the uh, mythological gods of old. But uh, yes. You've got Join me on Tuesday. Alexios behind you. Oh yeah, I forgot about that guy as well. Yeah, so if you're not already clued in, I'm quite a big fan of the uh, yeah. of the mythology side of things. I know Tom, you're a big fan of the the Norse mythology, Absolutely. which is why I also am excited for Valhalla. Uh, but why not delve back into Greek mythology a little bit first and uh, prep ourselves and attune our skills for that? So yes, join me on Tuesday. Look forward to seeing you there, and let's uh, let's play some games. We let's we need to play more games. That's the rule. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and finally, before we move on to the biggest part of the show, I just want a special shout out to our partnership with uh, Stadia UK over on Facebook.com. Uh, remember, if any of you are new to the show, welcome. Don't forget to click subscribe and follow the channel. But more importantly, uh, if you'd like to talk to some fellow Stadia players, some fellow gamers out there, uh, we've got very like-minded, uh, very tech enthusiastic um, and more importantly, love playing games, as we've just mentioned in the Stadia um, breakdown for Valhalla. Join them. Head over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Google Stadia UK group. Uh, some great people over there. We, we're in the chat as well. Uh, join us and just get to know some people who are into the same things. It's a very polite group of people uh, as a moment. And I've mentioned it before, but it's not limited exclusively to people from the UK. Anyone's welcome. Um, a flag doesn't just mean you have to, uh, you're only allowed in if you, <laughs> if you bear that banner. Uh, but yeah, join them over there. Head out. They're a great bunch of people. Um, we got nothing wrong this week either, thankfully. So, Richie, your your segment is is a quiet one, nice and easy to power through. Um, so, what we'll do, ladies and gentlemen, is we will dive into the biggest part of the show. Which, Tom, would you like to get us started with it? The super sexy special steady story segment, aka the news. The news. I liked how that time, Tom, you almost had like a little wind up noise to it. It was almost like a before you went into it. Hit it. Yeah. explodes out so as i mentioned at the top of the show we've had a slightly quieter week this week in terms of news i think we've become accustomed to constant drops of new games new games it's out now and um we had some announcements some announcements and uh, the, the biggest one of which i think we we knew was coming the dates weren't clear but essentially our our good friends over at 2k have added in my opinion a little bit of random confusion and unnecessary confusion um, so the Mafia, tri Mafia Trilogy, we discussed it last week, correct? Uh, we gave our thoughts on it. None of us have played it before, if I recall. Nope. Um, but we were all really intrigued to to jump in and check out a definitive remastered version of this. Now, it, to boil it down, they've remastered uh, 2 and 3, and they're remaking number 1 from the ground up. So correct. clearly it looks like number 1 was maybe too out of date for our current gen. So they're, yeah. they're remaking that. 
the original version of uh, Mafia 1 was released in 2002. Mafia 2 came out in 2010, so there's an eight-year gap mm. between these two titles. Yeah, so I you didn't can kind of that. That, gather the difference in quality. Yeah, 100%. That, that makes a bit more sense. What What's baffled me is the I've, I've noticed it. It's came onto other stores. You can get it on PlayStation and stuff as well. So uh, Mafia 2 and 3 definitive editions um, dropped on their respective digital stores. You can pick them up for around um, 60 quid, I think it was, 60 pounds. And the caveat to that is the Mafia number one, definitive edition, doesn't come out until August 28th. So you're buying a trilogy (laughs) and you get two definitive remasters, but you don't get the original number one, where surely you would like to start your playthrough off at until August, end of August, in fact. Thoughts on that, gentlemen? (laughs) Here's uh I mean it's I think it's the kind of kind of sequence really that you you want a series it's it's a, it's a, it's a running on series as well it's not like they're standalone games they they have a story that's told across the span of the three games it's not like here's Sonic the Hedgehog 3 but we're not going to give you one or two is it really it's sort of um yeah you you need that first one I think especially if you're like us and you've not had the opportunity to play any of them yet Yeah I'm for me I'm, I'm with you there it makes me like I'm not going to even consider them until one comes out, to be honest, because I want to start their start. Yeah. Unless I was getting feedback from like the community and go, where it's like it's more of like an anthology, like almost like a Grand Theft Auto style. But if it's like kind of following the same characters and arc across the games, then you kind of want to start at the beginning. Yeah, but, yeah. I'll echo what Tom said. Like with with it being a trilogy and having never played them before. I feel like I'm doing myself a disservice if I jumped into number two now, for example. Like, surely I'm missing key important story beats or callbacks that are going to be in the second one that I'll just they'll just pass me by because I'm not. I don't know what they're referencing. I don't know what they're talking about. If if certain characters come back who may have otherwise been dead, that might have been a big like plot point. Yeah. Who's I, this guy? Yes, yeah, oh, this guy. Um, I'm not going to know, but it just seems odd that they wouldn't just hang fire. Like, surely no no one's in a rush for these three games. Like, no one's been clambering for, for Mafia 2 and 3 Definitive Edition. So why not just hold them all back until the collection's good to go? It's a lot of going my thoughts on that. I also think Mafia 1's probably going to be the most technical, te- technically advanced of the three with it being a ground-up remake where the others are remaster. So the others are effectively a, a new set of paints upgrading the textures and stuff i also believe they've actually changed some of the dialogue points in the game as well so they've actually not only is it a remaster of the game but they've also actually slightly tweaked the story and tweaked the conversations that characters have and so on so it could be very integral to the storytelling um particularly as like um actually from from either perspective from from people who have played it before or people who haven't played it before it could be you know it, it it seems like as you say richie because it is a full remaster of the game really it's it's the one that's really probably going to capture everyone's attention more than anything else strange strange with with things like collections like this um i'm all for them like anyone who's says like oh this generation's all been about remaster you you you, you're not they it really hasn't it really hasn't if we look at all the amazing titles we've had out that have either been sequels or new ips this gen it's it's fantastic and hopefully they've launched into their own categories Uh, that'll then spiral on for another decade or so um, but I think these collections are great for game preservation. I think as someone who did not play Mafia 1 back in 2002, I can now pick up the Mafia trilogy, have the essential 
full journey from start to finish in one complete package to enjoy in the highest resolution that the market can currently offer. Because let's let's be honest, we're not going to go back and dig out a... Is it PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, I presume? Uh, the original was, was PS2. The original really? was PS2. Oh, right, yeah. so I'm not going to be digging that yeah. out anytime soon. Um, so, or ever, in fact. But it's just, it's a weird one. Like, I really do appreciate these collections. I, I again, have been a big fan of the uh, Bioshock collection, which is another 2K one that they put out. And that was the complete the complete collection. Now, what really does bug me, and I know, Tom, you may be on the same fence with this, is when they cut stuff out of collections. So I'm a big fan of physical media, as much as I'm also a fan of digital media. But it's, there's a time and a place for certain ones. And what bugs me is you can buy this trilogy now, but you don't get a third of it until several yeah. months detached. Yeah. What really got me, I think, back in a few, probably last summer actually now, the Spyro, the Dragon Trilogy, mm-hmm. um, that came with the first game on the disc, and I think it was games two and three were digital download. Yes. Why? Why? What is the point in that? Like, it just defeats the objective of buying it. <laughs> well, either that or the games weren't finished, so they had to obviously get the disc stamped before they were out. But it just kind of makes me think... It's what, what, it, it, it almost yeah. feels like it's this old adage that I think we've moved away from in the last generation of games where if you think back to going back to Assassin's Creed, I think it was like Unity and um what's the other one? Oh, I'm thinking of Syndicate? Syndicate, yeah. Yeah. They came out and were absolutely more so on PC than console, absolutely slammed because they were a broken mess. So it felt like the games were rushed out the door and it's like that's why I think you're getting from the spiral things. Like it feels like they haven't finished the work on it, so they've had to pour it to digital. I much prefer a wait for a game and wait till it's done. Uh, smack uh, talking than, some Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah, rather than just having a broken mess when it comes out, or no. it, as in your case, Chris, not having it in physical media because you don't. Spiral is a perfect example. It's a single player game. <laughs> It's a strange situation we're in at the moment where it's almost like developers are trying to rush to get things out to keep people engaged because of the current climate as well. Um, I mean, there's a story we'll come on to later about games that aren't even complete that are coming out as well. Um, and, and, you know, we, we have our thoughts on that. But, but for now, the only thing I will say is I do find it really strange that they would release a trilogy without one game. I think that is a very bizarre move for 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 marketing purposes for for anything really yeah it's it's one of those if if it was the third game that they were still working on i could understand that because then it gives people time to get through the first and second but imagine putting that into like terms of like a movie trilogy like oh here here's uh, the lord of the rings trilogy but we're not going to give you fellowship of the ring <laughs> we just made no uh, sense. Go to a supermarket. Here's here's <laughs> your, here's your sandwich lunch meal, but we we're, we're going to give give you the bread in in a couple of days time. <laughs> you've got an analogy you'd like to share, Richard? <laughs> I haven't, unfortunately. I was just thinking. How, let's think about it from the finance side, from the publishers. Is there anything big coming out in August that they might want to stay clear of that they've made the decision? Well, if it costs two and three are done, let's get them out early and try and get them sales earlier. Mm, August. But it still seems like a weird mar- I just marketing thing because I'm not going to even consider buying it till August. Mm. And, and the laughable thing is, anyone who buys it early is the price probably going to be cheaper come 28th of August. Like, is that it, trilogy going to stay I mean, at 60 pound until August? I don't think it will. If you get a massive, like a huge sale on it, I might be tempted. So maybe there is a sale coming, and that's why why they're going to do it. Let's get it out before like the third game's out. 
put it on sale to get them sale get yeah. that money come in. But but that's so what I'm saying. So that they need the publisher needs the funds from it. Yeah. So if you bought that like as of today, you pay sixty pounds, sixty dollars, whatever your your currency is, and you get the trilogy. You get great. You get two and three now, and then come twenty eighth of August, you're telling me it's still going to be sixty dollars. I can't see it. I can, and in several months' time, I think you're going to be able to pick up this trilogy for substantially less. My worry is, I'll buy it. I'd buy it now on sale. It go into the backlog, and then I won't touch it. And by August, come stuff and any sort of interest I have in that game is already subsided. Yeah. Just to, I just um, can't see how this is a good move for them. To just, be honest. just to round off that conversation, the only um, the only game that I really see that's standing out in August 2020 at the moment is um, is the upcoming Amazon Game Studios uh, title New World. That's the that's the only one that that really sticks out to me there. What about July or September? It could, if any, September, it, September is a huge loaded month. You've got the likes of what Marvel Avengers. You've got now you've got yeah. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two Remaster, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yeah. You know, there's tons coming out in September yeah. now. But yeah. maybe that's the reason because if it's yeah. trying to come out in August, they want to keep away from that as possible. So let's really early, and it might just be a case of they're already resigned that they're not the sales on from. Mm. So how do we maximize it? Yeah, and let's also not forget the stuff we don't know about from next gen. The other big two players in the industry are still yet to announce when their consoles are coming out and what launch games they are. So you've got to imagine some point soon in the next couple of weeks we're going to get big reveal of Call of Duty. We're going to get the date for Valhalla. We're going to get all these dates. And my guess is any point after August 28th, as we head into the Christmas period, we're going to see them thick and fast. It's going to be a busy back end of the year for 2020 for sure. It's even the new sports games, the next FIFA, the next Madden, the, the next um, 2K, um, all these sort of games. We're going to the new generation. They're going to probably see a significant step up. Yeah, the Definitely. back quarter of the year is going to be stacked. And I, for one, as a gamer, I'm excited as hell. My bank account is shaking in fear in the corner um, yeah. <laughs> as we build up towards these because it's it's going to be crazy I, amounts. I wish I had more time to play all the games I want to play. I really yeah. do. There's never enough time in the world. I mean, yeah. even just if we look at this summer, I know we've um, we've looked at, it, but you've got like The Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima on the horizon as well. Yep. And again, it's like it, everyone's trying to bookend this generation. Um, the saving grace, I suppose, with Stadia once again is that we, we talk about these games is we don't have to download them or update them. We always get the initial version day and date. Um, however, before we do move on, I would like to point out before we get into Richie's retcon ritual next week, uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate was fine on launch, FYI. <laughs> Unity was the one that got all the, the shit. I played PC. both of them on PC. Yeah, I did mention that was on PC specifically. Was it? No, I think there was a lot more controversy on PC than on console. I know Unity was fucked. I remember the Unity stuff being 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 botched. I I remember Syndicate coming out and being probably less than stellar, but only because it had to deal with the, the shit show from following Unity. from yeah. Unity. Which is a weird one, huh? Cloud where... Yeah, mm. I did play um, Unity, and I got the Platinum Trophy in and everything, and I personally, bar the odd traditional like glitch and stuff that you would have in pretty much any new game, I personally didn't have a bad experience with it. Yeah. It just like I know I saw the memes of like the, the zombie face, the eyes popping out of the skull and everything like that, and it's hilarious. But I think a big takeaway, you kind of sit on the fence with... There's two types of gamers who sit on the fence with this. You've got ones who almost take offence to any glitches or errors. Like, I paid $50 for this. Why is it so broken? And the reality is, is a lot of that game was stunningly beautiful. The way they rendered, like, Paris and the crowds at the time were fantastic. It's, it's, you, 
the PC version, it was broken to the point where it was basically unplayable. So I can I would I can see people justifying being enough. Yeah. The reason I think it resonated with me was because I I am um, I'd skip back Black Flag because I'd played free and I found it in game incredibly boring. So Unity was the one where I was looking to jump back into, and then it came out with hot mess and just went nah I'm out. Uh, You're just, telling me Connor was not one of your favourite assassins? No, definitely not. The game was just bland. It was just a boring game. Um, I did go back and replay Black Flag later, but yeah, it was like I was looking to get into Unity. I was starting to get excited for it, and when you tank and fought, and with it being an annualised franchise, and so yeah, it's just it's just money grubbing. I mean, Ubisoft now is a very different company than it was then. Oh. And I think they've learned the lesson a lot from that. So yeah, I mean, you just have to look at it. I mean, we didn't have an Assassin's Creed last year, and that's that's yeah. I think benefit from them. And actually, funny you should mention Black Flag because I believe it's the same team that are working on Valhalla. So this is the team that did Black Flag that got all its praise and kind of rescued the franchise, arguably from the from the other ones. And then yeah, they moved then on to do Origins, which kind of rebooted the franchise again and gave us yeah. the more RPG open world, the wider open world uh, mechanics. And then they've skipped, obviously, it's been passed over to somebody else for Odyssey, which is a lot of people's favourite game in the whole franchise. And then now we get pushed towards uh, Valhalla, which is just the same team again. Hype, yep. Norse mythology, gods, can excitement I levels. Think, I mean, I think they work quite well with Odyssey to Origin, um, with the only one-year gap, because they were built at the same simultaneously. So it mm-hmm. wasn't like, okay, we've got one game to start, and the next one you've got nine months to get it done. Yeah, but anyway, that's a different podcast. We yep. could do it's, 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 it's interesting uh, how it all works, but I, for one, will not be picking up the Mafia uh, trilogy until uh, the whole trilogy is there. You can't call it a trilogy if you're missing a third of it, unfortunately, uh, ladies fair. and gentlemen. This would not be the Sounds of Stadia podcast if one of us wasn't here. Uh, but or we'd find ways. Would. We'd find ways we'd to still make it. it happen. We've had to we do just it put a, a static image. <laughs> And how many people did not like it? Uh, most of our audience have what I've heard. They don't like it when Tom's not there. Aww. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Aww. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in terms of Mafia Trilogy news, I'm sure we'll get around to playing them. I'd love to actually do a live stream of it, but the reality is until the first game's gone, I'm not going to start a, a, a sequence of live streams off starting at number two. What, no. what is the point? What is the point? Um Speaking of sequels, though, and uh, other games, we've got an, another exciting story uh, that comes out of uh, uh, the Stadia, the Stadia box of tricks this week. We've uh, we've got an exclusive, gentlemen. Yay! Uh, Yay! We've uh, we spoke about it on previous episodes, but Serious Sam, the the resurgence in the Serious Sam franchise, back from the dead after many many years. Um, one I know, Tom, you mentioned when we did our live episode way way back last year. Um, when we were messing around with green screens and trying to go live to, I think, the 400-plus people who were coming over from the Stadia cast team. (laughs) Um, We talked about the Serious Sam news that was dropping. Um, This actually ties in quite nicely with a Patreon question we got wrote into us this week. So our good friend Chase over on patreon.com forward slash sounds of Stadia wrote into the show just like you can. And uh, he asked, what are our thoughts on the Serious Sam exclusivity deal? So just to just to set the ground, uh, Serious Sam 4 is coming to Stadia exclusive, and it will not be on other consoles, quoted in consoles, uh, until at least 2021. So, gentlemen, we have our <laughs> um, our first. I'd say, is this our first exclusive? Well, that's all... not an indie title. 
All I can say a, about this is hell hath no fury like a gamer scorned because Twitter, I've been watching very closely, Twitter was not happy about uh, Serious Sam 4 coming there. to a stadium as a timed exclusive. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm only, surprised because only game, I thought most people wouldn't have cared too much about well, it. Clearly, clearly the, uh, the fans of Crow Team or the fans of Serious Sam from, from way back yonder have certainly come up and they've, they, they couldn't believe the news. You've, either, you've got very, two very um, polarizing arguments. You've got people who say, oh, wow, fantastic for Stadia. Like, it, it's, it's nice to see them putting the money uh, there. But the, the, the tone tends to be very much about Google putting their money there and saying, like, yeah, we're, we're having it. It's ours now. It's ours. You can't have it. It's often Sony don't do that. Yeah, true, <laughs> true. But it's, it's the new player to the game doing it, isn't it? And, and yeah. people are just like, yeah. And then you've got the um, other side of it, where which is people basically saying, oh, I, I loved Serious Sam. I can't believe you're doing this. So, nah, screw you, basically. So it's, it's, it's interesting, but it's been, um, it's been an interesting little discussion on, on social media. Here's the thing. I know a lot of people, people have a very negative view on Stadia, mainly people who haven't tried it, to be honest. I haven't seen that many that actually played it and of actually complaining that it doesn't work. The complaints about lack of features and things of like that. But if you're a big fan of Serious Sam, unless you're into, like, very invested in like a trophy experience or something, you, you can get Stadia for free and you can just buy the game and play it. Using hardware you already own for free any anywhere, didn't we? We had that yeah. the full collection. So because I've I've played a little bit, I did play actually a little bit more of it this week. I was spared on. Um, yeah. It's such a crazy game. It makes like I watched the trailer for Serious Sam Four, and it was like, what is going on with the the guys who run at me with the two bombs and no head or little yeah. head or whatever yeah. it is, just screaming. I'd, I'd argue so that the low cost entry to the Stadia platform compared to Microsoft Next makes it actually less egregious than if sony or microsoft actually have exclusive um exclusive games yeah so let's um let's let's run down through some of the facts the first thing that we know is that uh stadia google stadia has pure exclusivity in fact actually no it's not i'm going to correct myself immediately it's not just stadia um it's on stadia and steam until 2021 it yeah, is only PC. exclusive um, apart from PS4 and Xbox. And that is until, as I said, 2021. So it's, you know, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good half a year, perhaps. We, we don't really know. Is it a six-month exclusive or is it a year exclusive? But the, the information I'm seeing so far is only till 2021. So how long that is, is up in yeah. the air. And do we think Stadia needed to do this? I think they could have picked a better title, personally. I don't think this is the one that's going to make people jump ship from Sony or, or Microsoft to come over to Google. <laughs> Those diehard serious sound fans are like, right, PS4 in the bin. Nah. <laughs> Forget PS5. It's uh, the stadium's where it's at, down to the serious sound collection. It's very much a double A title. Yeah. So this is why I was a bit surprised why people were pretty much annoyed by it, because unless you're a big serious sound fan, Sam fan, I thought the neutrals wouldn't care. So I think there might be a lot of bandwagon hate going on. Yeah, I think a lot of it's down to just the principle of, of exclusives alone. And I think from someone, obviously from a Stadia point of view, it's fantastic. Um, as a gamer, I, I'm not a fan of exclusives when they are um, third party, like they don't mm. own the essentially their existence to that. So 
like PlayStation exclusive Xbox again, you've got your Halos, your Gears of War, your Last of Us Uncharted and stuff. And that that, that is all fair game because that is incubated from within that studio. I think a game that's existed on other platforms, which then becomes exclusive, I think that's where the sourness comes from. Um, I personally experienced it a lot when Tomb Raider went exclusive on Xbox for the year, for Rise of the yeah. Tomb Raider. And that, that not only hurt its sales, but I think the, the franchise in the general, I think it took a big hit. Um, not only, I think, did it come out around the same time as Fallout 4, so it got absolutely trodden on anyway in terms of like market share and sales and, and public con- uh, conversation. But in terms of having to wait another entire year it was for it to come over to play, so yeah, I still bought it, I still played it, I still got the Platinum Trophy, it was great. However, that, that sour taste was still left in my mouth that they brokered that deal to go exclusive when I played the first game of the reboot on my PS4. So it just, again, it's... I think I don't think it matters too much for Stadia and Serious Sam because, like you said, it's a smaller team. It's a double-A game, as we would classify it as. Um, it doesn't maybe have the massive, massive following other titles do. Um, but there's definitely something to be said with, I think, going time exclusive. But do I think Stadia need to be making these moves? Yes. I, I really, really do. Yeah, I think it's kind of the wrong move in this case because I do kind of agree with you. I think it's probably wrong for Serious Sam as well because it's going to limit how many people are interested in the game because mm. unfortunately Stadia has got quite a small um, install base at the moment and I don't think this game's really going to bring people over. So I just I just don't think it's a smart move. If it was... I think these sort of timed exclusives work better when like Google or Sony or Microsoft throw money at the development studio so apart from the game, which doesn't seem to be the case in this, it might be, but it feels like this deal's happened later. I do agree um, that yeah, from like one the game part, was already well in. Hmm, yeah, I do agree but, from one part that they that I feel like third party titles, as you said, Chris, should probably be more focused to something like crossplay as opposed to exclusivity. I think first party should definitely have that like that caveat of being exclusive to the platform. Um, because I think that that's what sort of like lures people in, really. Um, I think the the one thing that I'm a little bit worried about with with these kinds of things is that it's breaking the gaming community a little bit more. Um, so it's sort of creating those bigger divides when people announce that third party games are going to be console specific. But the one thing I am very excited for by this is actually to see how it pushes the the platform itself. Because one of the features that they've talked about um, with Serious Sam Four is this idea that they're going to try to generate hundreds of thousands of enemies on a screen at once. And what better way to showcase the hardware of Google Stadia than doing that? Hundreds of thousands of enemies at one time on a screen. As awesome as that sounds, I don't know how much more... I think it's one of them things, until you get hands on it, you don't know how much that's going to add to the game, or is it just a case of, eh, look what we can do, showing off a bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, showing off is not always makes a game more fun. It's almost like, do you remember right back at the start, like the PS3 era, where everything seemed to be centered around how good things look graphically, and how and everything was brown and blue. Of, <laughs> yeah, you got a, quite a lot of like fairly bland games that looked beautiful, hmm. but didn't weren't really that engaging. Yeah, yeah, it's I do almost remember. that kind of mentality. I think this is almost a bit of a throwback deal. You mentioned crossplay, actually, something I hadn't considered. People think they go more and more towards crossplay, so it doesn't really matter where you're playing the game; you can still play with other people. Yeah. But then, you, when you're bringing these sort of like timed exclusive titles, you can, it's kind of the opposite move to that. Hmm. Yeah, it certainly makes for an interesting one, and 
Um, I think it could lend credence to something further down the pipeline. So I know you said, Richie, that the deal was probably agreed like whilst the game was out. Like, no doubt the game was already well in development before this deal was kind of hashed out. Um, I'm, I'm keen to know if Stadia are looking to possibly increase their their market going forward of how many studios they own. I think it may this some, something like this deal could link to, actually, let's give them a chunk of money. We'll get the exclusivity. Could we see potentially Crow Team developing a se- second game off the back of this? Because, again, I would much rather give Crow Team some money and go make a game for Stadia. Not Serious Sam, make a game with some money. This kind of deal to such a, a smaller studio in comparison to Ubisoft and such, I think it could lend it quite well to next year, potentially, if Serious Sam does launch. Could we see a new game from them in partnership as like a second party? It could be, yeah. It, well, the thing is, it, we're assuming that this is Google going to Crow Team and throwing the money around. It could be the other way around. It could be Crow Team reaching out to probably Microsoft, Sony, um, and Google and going, look, we've got this game in development. We need this much money to get it over the line. And Google will be the ones to go, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. In exchange for exclusive. It could be literally the opposite way around. I yeah, completely right. But I it's think fair assessment too, there, Richard. I think in if terms of... Well, oh, sorry. If, yeah, if it does well, I could, it potentially could be Google, maybe down the line, it might be part of that original deal. If it goes, like, if it sells X amount, Google mm-hmm. then have an option to buy the studio or something. I think a, that's right. I, I, I think yeah. I could see a team like Crow Team being joining the Google family. Um, they're not a they're not a huge player in the market, but they have they have enough to be able to to throw the clout around of having a you know a historically successful franchise, albeit it's not to the scale of something like a AAA like Call of Duty, um, Bioshock, or you know many 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 others. Um, but it's definitely been around, and it, particularly with um, with older PC player PC gamers, it's you know it has been it's been a big title for them. So it'd be nice. It would be nice. It might be part of Google's strategy to find these like quite well beloved double A studios that are not getting that much interest, and then buy them, then invest in them to upgrade them to triple A studios under yeah. the Google banner, upcycling them. Yeah, yeah. because they're not, going to, they're not going to be able to go out and buy like a two K or Bethesda or yeah, any like true. the big like still independent like that separate the big third party stuff, because them sort of deals would cost way too much money and mm. just bring more hatred really imagine if like google bought like an ea as much as EA is hated the, the flashback from that would be epic yeah yeah you, epic games or epic <laughs> it'd be interesting if google bought they're doing their own things i thought uh, yeah they do their own thing <laughs> yeah. they're rich enough yeah it does lend a lot of um a kind of credence to it but i think they do need studios, we know that, we've discussed it many times, and I think if they look at the competition, obviously Sony's been incubating their internal studios for for decades now, uh, Microsoft picked up about five or six new ones last year, and the, the reality is there's not many left out there, I don't think, and these smaller teams, they, they ideally do need to look at expanding their, um, not only their monetary income, but also like their, their job stability, I think if we go into the world right now, we've seen Numerous articles I've read about um, games, how they've been impacted by the, the current situation in the world and how it's going to put a stall on 2021 games and the, the ability to do more cap and working from home while keeping everything on lockdown and copyright infringed and everything like that. And uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see how this develops over time and if it is the start of, of something new. Um, and if, if if Google don't buy them, I'm sure THQ Nordic are, are lingering around looking for the IP, no doubt. But yet another, yet another franchise. Well, it's not actually THQ Nordic anymore. I'm sure it's changed. changed yeah, you're right. You're totally right. Um, previously, 
Um, known as THQ Nordic. <laughs> the artist previously known as THQ Nordic. Um, no, you're totally right, Richie. They did change their name to something different this this last week, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see you're searching for it. I am. I'm trying to find out. Tom, while he searches for it, do you want to theorise? Come out with a name. Ooh. What is THQ Nordic rebranded to? I don't know. It's, I mean, anything. Just throw but, it out there. But while TH, you find THQ out. Nordic. Nordic implies like the location where it is in the world. Um, mm-hmm. THQ is obviously a branch of its own anyway. Like I always remember THQ just being THQ. Um, and then it merged with something else to create THQ Nordic. Well, yeah, they went THQ into administration. Company, so THQ went bankrupt. Yes, yeah. that's right. THQ that's right. Bought, um, yeah. It's weird. It's, it? it's so oh, weird. It's, um, it's part of the Embracer Group. Embracer Group. Yeah, but I think that's, that's more like... That's, but that's, that's more like the equivalent of Alphabet being... Google's. Yeah, is that not like a consortium yeah, that yeah. owns yeah. shares in them? In essence. In essence. Either yeah. way. In essence. Either way. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to the root of that and we'll bring you the correct answer on next week's show. But for now, we'll keep it steadily ticking along like a, a trusty steam train of old. Um, moving on to the next story, which we've got Google Stadia, the free two-month offer that we've been uh, we've been shouting about for the last couple of weeks' worth of episodes, uh, has been reduced down to one month, and that, that's going to reduce down from the uh, 3rd of June. So the, the two-month offer is now expiring, and uh, they're still keeping it month for free for one month. Um, thoughts on that, gentlemen? Did we expect them to keep doing any free months? Or? How dare you, Google? How dare you reduce your two months of free down to just one? How 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 incredibly ungenerous of you to no longer offer a free service while the rest of us plebs have to pay for it long down the line? No, of course, it's bound to happen, isn't it? It's yeah. bound to happen. The first thing just went, May and June, you're getting these months for free. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way I look at it. It's like, that's probably the way they look at it. So it's not necessarily the reducing it. It's probably just spelling out a bit better. But Just to be clear, yeah, it's, this, yeah is, this is what's left. If you are interested in Stadia, now is definitely the time to jump in for completely free to get your account because you get two months free hmm. until the 3rd of June. And be, imagine that. Imagine if, you, on the fence. if you haven't already done it, pick it up on the 2nd of June. Then you get extra time. So yeah. like you get past that, that barrier of just one month. You'll be able to go on... Mm-hmm. Until Literally August, nothing to lose. The second, <laughs> yeah, you, you really don't. Like the platform, you're not going to use it. Fine. What have you lost? Yeah. What have you lost at that but point? If you do it, you get two months to try it out. Whatever free games are coming, you have to literally invest nothing. You can just play. If you've got a crappy old Chromebook, you can just play with that. Yeah, and try it out. You're completely right. And if you are listening to the show and you've not done it yet, why are you here? <laughs> like, why are you Why are you 40 minutes into episode 35 of our Sounds of Stadia show if you've not you've not subscribed yet? It's free. You get two months free. And that not only that, it comes with some amazing games right now. We've got PUBG is still free to pick up. You've got Zombie Army 4, Destiny 2, and Guilt are all Guilt, which is a Stadia exclusive. We've just spoke about exclusives. It's there for you to pick up, and that'll last you well into August. And then by August, hell, even Mafia might be out on Stadia. <laughs> Probably for free. <laughs> Probably for free. Um, actually, you know what? That's something we never touched on. Um, the Definitive Editions 2 and 3, they haven't came to Stadia, by the way, gents. Nope. nope. No. So not only do we not get the trilogy now, we're probably going to have to what that we're probably going to have to wait till August for the whole thing. Are we assuming this is coming out as a single box set with all three games in, or is it just the really re-releasing the entire trilogy? It's a trilogy. Trilogy, trilogy denotes a trilogy, like a collection, doesn't it? Really, that's the way I see yeah. it. 
that's my assumption, but maybe they're having it where you can buy it as a trilogy, but also buy the game separately, which yeah. could be two Mafia One and um, Mafia Two and Three, sorry, being pro games. Yeah, but you know what Google's like. We never get that kind of information. We just have to no, try I mean, and wait for well, it to happen. <laughs> what Google's like is, um, oh, by the way, there's a new game coming. Nothing for six weeks. It's here. Yeah. Oh, no, surprise. <laughs> I think that this is the confusion with the marketing because, sorry for anyone who was like, oh, fuck, they're talking about Mafia again. <laughs> we'll story. We'll be back to it. The, the reality is, yeah, so, yeah, so it's out on other platforms. Definitive Edition 2 and 3 are available now on PS4 and Xbox. Here we are on Stadia. We got the trailer. We discussed it in last week's show for the Mafia trilogy. Everyone on those other platforms are currently able to play 2 and 3. We aren't on Stadia. So where where are, I know we said we're not going to play them, but where are our definitive edition Stadia? It's true. Give us the games that we were told are coming, but everyone else is playing them already, except for number one. It's such a weird, it's like a Rubik's Cube of, of announcements. Just shake the cube around yeah. and hold it up hold it up and that's what we that's what we go with this week. But yeah. Should it's we go weird. back to the actual story we're talking about? <laughs> um, so assume, I'm going to assume everyone listening to this podcast has got Stadia by now. If you haven't, you just subscribe. So then tell other people about it. Yeah, tell absolutely. Tell people you know, all the games you know and just tell them. There's nothing to lose, just give it a go. I know you like your PlayStation, just plug your DualShock into your PC. Yeah, I've, I've done that this week to a few friends who've um, just like been generally talking about. I've had a few work colleagues who've mentioned it, and I've just said, yeah, just go try the free trial now. I've had to explain to them the libraries better, how it works. It's not Netflix, like that kind of like conversation again. Um, anyone who plays Stadia must be an expert now at, at being clear and definitive about what Stadia <laughs> is, not yeah. tricking people into thinking it's something different. Uh, and I've got a few friends I've said, yeah, if you want to jump in and play PUBG with us and stuff, they've seen us playing it on stream. Like, now is the time to get in and claim those games, claim that free free trial. See, the thing is, Google have been very smart about this. They don't need to hide, hire Google specialists for Stadia or anything like that, or train people to actually send them out there. They've trained us. They've trained the Stadia community to have to tell their friends about what Stadia really is, haven't they? That's the, that's the plan. I think, I, think, I think Google really need to train to get them out in the world. And, and like... I've I've seen some like quite quite a lot actually recently of um Stadia advertisement on YouTube and it's, yes. it's rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> advertisements rubbish. I've seen it on Reddit as well. Um Reddit advertisements, YouTube advertisements. Hell, we even found a training video for Google Stadia amongst amongst the YouTube somewhere as well. What was your take on that, Chris? <laughs> um uh, I, nah, we won't go down that nah, road. No, 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 we won't go down that road. There is content out there, but you have to readily search for it. And yes. I think the, the marketing machine really does need to pick up because we've said last week's show as well, the competition is going to be going big on next-gen yeah. content in the coming days, if not weeks. If they don't get ahead of the curve with what Stadia's capable of and how it stacks up against the competition... It's it all is. going to be very, very quiet on the stadium front, I feel. It's an interesting afterthought for you. So, um, we know we've got a Connect coming at some point in June. The follow-up Connect to the to the previous one that we've just had. Yeah. Um, this this one-month reduction dro- uh, drops on June the 3rd. Do we see a Connect on the 2nd of June prior to that with the big announcements that we're, we're inevitably going to expect in order to try to secure those people who have had the two months for free what are your thoughts on that richie what let's let's go to richie um, 
Right, so we've got two months for free. So yes. what I'm thinking, what they need to do is going to July, which will be the end of that two-month period, or the one-month period if you start in June, which why would you start now, get two months? Um, I think they need a... I've said this before, but I think they need a big game drop mm-hmm. in the pro space to entice people to stick with the subscription. Because there might be a lot of people go, yeah, it works, but why would I play this over my PlayStation or my Xbox or my PC? So what you want is to keep them subs coming when everyone's free subs are running out. He's he, This is what's going to entice you to stay on. Okay. Chris? Um, I think they need to do something. I think they've done a fantastic job so far of, of dropping deals thick and fast. We've said on every episode yeah. so far for the last month and a bit, it was like every Thursday we got a drop of Red Dead Redemption price down, Assassin's Creed, uh, the crew, like everything it took such big hits on discounts. You would like to think anyone taking part in the free trial has now kind of bought into that ethos of thinking, hey, you know what? I can pick up some decent digital games here for quite cheap. Buy, 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 buy. And then come the end of the subscription, they think, well, actually, you know what? I've got four amazing free games. I've got PUBG there, Destiny 2, Guild, and a couple of others I've not got around to yet. You know what? I'm eight games in now. I've invested, what, minimum of 40 50 pound maybe 60 dollars you know i'm going to stick with it for a bit longer i want to see what it is but you're totally right there richard in saying if they get like a big drop announcement for your june pro games um or even further into july um august and such that's going to keep people clinging on and hanging around and eventually people will be conditioned just to have uh, stadia as like a supplementary uh, subscription service that's there that's the dream you want people like netflix just announced this month this week they're going to cancel over a million netflix subscriptions because they've been dormant for over a year that is the the money-making machine dream where people just pay their 10 quid a month their 10 dollars or whatever it may be and forget about it and forget about yeah. it and then if it's there you go it just becomes part of the furniture oh i want to play a game oh well well stadia's there i'll play it i'm paying for it anyway and it, there's a very small minority that actually do keep track of the finances nowadays and go I'm not using that. I'm not using that for three months. I'll cancel it. They'll just keep it. And I fall foul of this all the time. Damn millennials. <laughs> <laughs> I, Any I, opportunity. I'm actually quite strict on myself for that stuff. If I have a subscription, I have it for a period of time. And if I'm not watching it, I cancel it. Ah, you're At on the moment, that side I do of have fence. Disney Plus, but as soon as I finish Star Wars Rebels, that's getting cancelled. <laughs> oh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, uh, uh. I just think that it's um it's it's aptly timed this this third of June date more than anything. It seems it seems I'm not going to say it's a random date because it's not quite random. It's um it's 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 well within that period that people have currently been enjoying the two months there. Um and those people who are new to new to the ecosystem are probably either enjoying it, in which case they're more likely to go out and tell their friends to get involved in them. Say, oh yeah, I just got I got Destiny Two with all the DLC, you know, for free. I've got PUBG. Come, come on, come on, Stadia and come and play with that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I think it would be nice to get a connect immediately before this this reduction right here to basically first of all announce that message even more so and basically say like, get in now. Um, today before we yeah. change it tomorrow and by the way while you're at it um this is what you've got to look forward to for let's possibly say the next couple of months so they could even take that opportunity to announce the july pro games which um i know is very ahead of schedule for them at that point so possibly less likely but this is what you've got to look forward to down the line perhaps the thing is, for me, as much as I do love Connects, they rely on people being engaged in the industry to that level, where most gamers don't listen to gaming podcasts, they don't listen, watch gaming YouTube channels, they don't watch the big announcements. Most gamers don't even like pay attention to E3. 
yeah. and wait on more traditional advertisement methods. <laughs> and I think Stadia needs to get broaden how they're approaching people. Connects are great, but they need something else. But the thing me. is, if the announcements have enough clout, they get yeah. picked up by the media. And when the media picks it up, your Eurogamer, your Kotaku, yeah. um, and, and the likes, the IGN, sorry, I've got to say state IGN yeah. there. But at that point, then that's when it becomes more widespread and it snowballs a little bit more. So if the, yeah. if the connect comes and the connect is big enough, then you do get that knock-on effect. But I do completely agree. It's got to be big enough to actually do that. I'd almost actually like to see, because Stadia actually do quite a good job with their YouTube ch um, channel of every time a new game trailer comes out the probe there. I'd almost like to see that integration into Stadia itself. Okay. So yep. you can almost see like what's the, what's the most recent drop or any sort of like major news coming from Stadia hmm. within the e ecosystem. That's actually a very interesting point. The one thing I, I have noticed as of late is on the Stadia app, you've got the three buttons across the bottom, Store, Home and Explore. That explore button has gone completely untouched since release. Yeah. You've still got Welcome to Stadia, Destiny 2 getting started, game trailers announcements, news and updates. But realistically, if you click through to any of those, you don't get a lot. There's not, there's not a lot there. So it would be nice perhaps to have that explore section be updated almost like to, to almost like the latest in Stadia news or trailers or, yeah. you know, make it a little bit more pronounced to us well yeah. their weekly um, news drops um this this week in stadia and um, reddit drops stuff like that don't have it hidden away have it literally just one click and it's open mm. in app or through your browser or through the chromecast surely it could just so be pulled into the app with an api as well yeah, yeah it's it's readily available hmm I think a big part of this boils down to the fact that we don't have dates. Everything is still coming soon, trademark. <laughs> so copyright, hashtag, whatever. So it, that kind of it, it stem it 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 stops your uh, your flow of news essentially because you don't have any concrete information to kind of funnel people towards. Um, a big thing back to what we were saying there about the um, the announcement potentially in June for the for the connect is. That information could be critical to retaining these people. So we've seen uh, user downloads, I think, of the app have spiked past a million now um, on, on Android. And a lot of a lot of uh, subscription-based things, when you cancel, they usually offer you a, a last-minute chance to renew your subscription. Uh, you see it with uh, the likes of like Now TV in the UK. Every, every time you go to cancel, they say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Are you sure you'd like to cancel? Do you realise you get these this great content?" And then more importantly, they always try and back it up with like a discounted price as well. If Stadia does come out with some big guns in June, how many of those people who've had the free trial go, you know what, I don't really need it, I'm going to unsubscribe. They go to cancel subscription and Stadia, from the news that we gather from a big connect, can then say, whoa, you're thinking of leaving? Do you realise these three things, these four things are on the way in the next couple of days and weeks, months even? If they don't have that to talk about, it's a case of, Oh, sorry, sorry then. Um, hope you had fun. Bye. There's no. Yeah, it's retention. There's nothing to keep. I, it's yeah, retention. Yeah. Don't overdo it with that stuff. It should be a case of I should want to leave. We get one screen because we've all been yeah. on the phone, like insurance companies, where you try to cancel your policy and say, like, "Are you sure you want to leave? Are you sure you want to leave? Are you sure you want to leave?" And you just go, "Yes, <laughs> yes." Well, as a, as a business to retain them, they need to showcase what's yeah. down the pipeline, and th mm. this hour harks back to to one of my biggest pet peeves: is the the roadmap still isn't clear. We're, we're no. six months in now, and the roadmap for the next six months is non-existent, bar a couple of titles coming uh, soon. For me, they still feel like they're playing catch-up with PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, which is not a good position to be in, for, in my opinion, considering they're getting phased out next year. 
Mm. Agreed. So you need to catch up with a lot, a handful of things quickly. Yeah, certainly. I mean, for for what we've got as kind of the topic of the show, then after wrapping up on on some of the new stories we've got there, um, so Stadia is now past the six month mark. Yeah. It's half a year old. It's uh, I don't know. I was going to relate it to a child then, but I have no ref- point of reference. Do children walk at six months old? Is that a thing? No. Do they? They're crawling no? probably. They're crawling, yeah. right? Okay, so Stadia is still crawling. <laughs> you, can, you can tell there's no kids in my family. Yeah. Um, they're still crawling. Um, after six months, I did want to touch on um, nice and quickly, gentlemen. What are your um, fondest moments of Stadia, and what are your worst moments? So I want two sides of the coin. Oh. When we think back over the last six months, what? So, so my biggest pet peeve was the roadmap still. So it annoyed us right at the beginning. It annoyed us about three months in. Here we are six months. We still don't have yeah. a roadmap. They need to get some kind of clear marketing strategy of when stuff's coming, when the updates are coming. What, otherwise, they are going to be, be playing catch up with next gen. Um, yeah. I'm, in I'm terms of my... Oh, let me do my fondest oh, moment, sorry. Richard. Not both <laughs> let me do my fondest moment. Um, my fondest moment is the ability to still play these games within seconds it, that is still the, the very very best part of stadium the fact that from day one right through till now they have followed through on their promise that any game i've wanted to play whenever it may be i've booted it up and it's it's went super fast super quick um and I, and every time i go back to my ps4 now it pains me it honestly pains yeah. me with these updates and and uh, initial downloads i'm thinking of some of the download at this moment in time and i'm actually holding off on it because i can't be asked to wait for it to download from the library so I, instead, I'm just playing more Stadia, and it, that's the perfect marketing message for me. They're, they're my two good and bad points that I've picked out after six months. Now you may share yours. I'm <laughs> um, feeling a lot of that, actually. Um, the roadmap, more specifically for me, is I just want to know, get rid of this um, shadow drop and coming soon till it's out nonsense. Just give us a date. Even if it's like a game's coming in winter, tell us it's coming in winter because games are quite expensive i'm an adult i've got bills to pay a mortgage and council tax and all that sort of crap i need to think about how i'm spending and when i'm spending my money so i don't like when a game comes out i'm interested in and it's like okay i'm interested in that game oh, it's out now it's like well i can't afford it right now and you end up missing games where if i knew it was coming i could have planned for it so that's the downside for me it's just knowing when things are about to happen okay. and you don't have my full attention i'm not going to be sat there waiting for the next news drop every single day for Sadia, just in case a game i'm interested in gets shadow dropped um it's also some games take a long time to play i'm like 60 hours in assassin's creed and having rolled credits so i don't want anything big right now after that i'm probably going to hit a few a few small titles um in terms of the positives I do, I do agree. It's kind of boring, but I do. I think the biggest one is the how quickly you can get into the games. But since you've already covered that, I'm going to go with. I've actually cha- turned the corner with the Assassin's Creed franchise because of Stadia. I'd give it another go, and I'm very much enjoying that game. And it, it does tie itself in the how quickly. Like if I do die, I'm not getting as frustrated because I'm not sat there for five minutes watching a loading screen. Things like that can actually, because one of the things I struggled with was the controls. It just didn't, the combat didn't sync with me for a while in Assassin's Creed Odyssey initially. Um, but because I can get back straight back in after dying very, very quickly, it's less frustrating. And it's actually given me the ability to actually get better at the controls. And now it feels natural. 
Nice. Nice. Um, cons. Cool. cons. Right. Uh, worst memory so far in the first six months was that awful period leading up to Christmas and into the new year where news was just non-existent. We had that strange period where we had, like, we were promised a weekly update and we had weekly updates and then it died a death immediately. Did you know we had, like, two? <laughs> yeah, we two had two of them and then it just went stale for a good solid six months, uh, six weeks even, not six months, yeah. it's been six months. Um, six weeks, and we we were speculating, speculating what the hell is happening, like what's going on here. And I think that was the hardest time, um, the hardest time right there. That's that's probably my my worst memory so far with Stadia. Um, but I do still feel that it has a lot of room for growth in the games department. I think they're starting to bring titles that people are interested in. But I still feel like there is so much more that could be coming. So, so much more that could be coming. And we need to either hear more from developers about it, even though I know that's that's very wishful thinking, but we need to understand more about the general gaming community or the, the developers community as to what um, what their thoughts on Stadia are, I think, in a way. We're starting to see it from the bigger uh, publishers now, so from the likes of EA, Ubisoft, 2K. But the developers themselves, obviously, they tend to be locked under NDAs, so that's why I say it's wishful thinking. But it could be a little bit more difficult to try to ascertain, really, what is what is the lure for Stadia for them? Or on the flip side, why are they not bringing things to Stadia? Like, that, that's that's something that I feel like we need a bit more transparency on. But that being said, my fondest moment so far with this, um, I think my fondest memory of Stadia or, or my fondest thing about Stadia so far is it's really gotten me to try games that I wouldn't normally sit down and try. So um, not from the perspective of like party games and so on, because I do love playing party games and I'm really looking forward to seeing what the future of Stadia holds for party titles and little couch co-op titles. But things like... Battle Royales. I've been having such a blast playing PUBG with you guys that I've actually yeah. genuinely found myself spending time off camera playing it. And that's not normally me. That's not normally the kind of game that I enjoy. I'm a JRPG kind of guy. I love my RPGs. I love my MMORPGs. I love my, you know, my fantasy games and so on. So to play something like PUBG, which is a run and gun battle royale, is is very not me, but it's really gotten me to appreciate that. Um so I have to say, like, Stadia has, perhaps through the lack of games, has almost inspired me to actually want to experiment a little bit more with the library and actually yeah. try to, to dig deep and find something that, that, that is an, 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 you know, a gem, a diamond in the rough, per, per se. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> at, at the moment, I've just been looking through my library. There's no real games in Stadia at the moment that I love that I've played on Stadia. I think hmm. the only game I'd say on Stadia right now that I actually is a game that I love and will go back to at some point is Octopath Traveler. Yeah. There's a lot of games I really like, but they they need that kind of killer app, that kind of yeah. nine out of ten rated game. Until Jedi Fallen Order comes to Stadia, yeah. there is nothing in the library so far that makes me go, I love that game. There is nothing there at the moment. That really has Assassin's that. Creed. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, yeah. I'm enjoying, but again, I wouldn't say I yeah. did. 
I, I picked up Odyssey very early on in Stadia and uh, and played it for a while, but then I put it to the side and it, I left it for a long time until more recently with the Valhalla news and I picked it back up again. But it, it's not a game I would sit there and say I love, but I do thoroughly enjoy it. Don't get me wrong, I thoroughly enjoy it, but it's not like... It's it's not one of the ones that I would say I absolutely love. However, that being said, it, it would be in my top three for games on Stadia so far. Uh, yeah, I'd actually say the same. Pretty much exactly what you said for my thoughts on Assassin's Creed right now. Because we'll, we'll probably flesh out that a little bit more and, and talk yeah. about our top Stadia games as we wrap out. I think spring and head into summer, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um Final one from today then, we've got uh, Ashley over at patreon.com forward slash sounds of stadia, wrote in with one of our questions as well, uh, just like you can remember, uh, our tears start at 78 pence, just a tiny little 78 pence um, you can write in, be part of the show uh, we've also got uh, behind the scenes videos going up, our second video for a premiere edition unboxing, went up for exclusive for patrons as well, so head over to there and check that out if you can um, she wrote in asking, simple question, nice and short and sweet Pro Games for June, gentlemen. We're on the cusp of another month. What are our predictions? What gonna, do we think or want to see as the Pro Games for June? I'm going to jump the gun on this one because I, I have been thinking long and hard about what I expect to see. And I think... Um, I, I firmly believe I, I know what it is. And I'll be very surprised Ooh. if it's not. Um, I think we get two of the very recently announced titles, which was uh, Jotun and Sundered. I think, okay. considering their price on Steam... They're only in like the, the they're in the less than ten pound category, perhaps even in the less than five pound category. Um, they are, I think, the timing of them, or perhaps at least one of them, probably Jotun Valhalla edition. I think that is most likely to appear on that list. Um, if it is, fantastic, because I'm planning on buying it as soon as it comes out anyway. Um, but my my thoughts would be to lean towards the two of those. I'm not so convinced this month that we will see a big triple a or double a as part of the package but i'm gonna make a bold claim um i'm gonna make a bold claim just in case just in case just to back it up and that is going to be because it came out more recently on game pass probably gonna know where i'm leading to with this red dead redemption 2 Oh, that is a bold claim. It came with Xbox Game Pass for free this month. It would that's be. true. Actually, I almost think that's one of the reasons why it probably wouldn't. Perhaps. I, I'd imagine that Microsoft wouldn't be happy with that. Um, Screw Microsoft. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is here to dethrone them. <laughs> when it comes to the, the deal behind seeing deals, it's, you can't just go ask Microsoft. Um, yeah. Well, I think that would be a very good move with like going into the second of these two, three months. Like he's a massive title, which I think a lot of people probably did miss. To be honest, mm-hmm. it had kind of mixed reception. To be honest, that game. So it might be a good, a good way, but I don't know about Rockstar just giving away their games. Yeah, I really what don't do you know. Think then, Richard. Um, I'm going to I'm going to agree with Tom and like you're not sundered. Or maybe even both. I'm hoping this Yorton, that's the one that like, uh, makes me more interest. I've got my bit more attention. And I'm thinking maybe something, maybe like a Rage 2. I don't think it's <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah, I guess I was going to say Rage 2 as well. Yeah, I was just flicking through the library and looking at like what triple A titles that are probably not as loved as they could be, but that aren't in that like high price point back bracket. The sort of game that people might go, you know, if that was free, I'd give it a go. Yeah, okay. I don't think anyone gives a shit about Rage 2, if I'm honest. It came and went. No, I've, I've genuinely heard nobody talk about yeah. it outside of its launch month at all. It's It's been an offer several times. I've, I've still not seen anyone pick it up, even when it's been discounted. So you know what? Give it to us for free. Yeah, which is this is why I think Rage 2 might be a good idea, because if Google willing to give Professor the money and just go, look, we can get you an audience on this platform, because Rage... Rage 2 is probably one of the weak, weaker titles, and they'll be fighting to get like um, Elder Scrolls 6 on there oh, yeah, when it comes yeah. out. Probably a star, well, was a Starfield, um, you yeah. know, even Skyrim, they'll be fighting to get stuff like that on there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drop something here for you, real quick. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online, Greymore, has just been rated by ESRB oh, for Stadia. All right, it's so. Admiral Elder Scrolls Online. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the free base version of the game for free. Base behind Pro, behind Pro. Yeah. Um, mm. Another thought I'm going to throw in here, Chris, before I throw it over to you is uh, Borderlands Three has just had its third DLC announced. What about the base edition? Borderlands Three? No, not taken by that. Not for me. Not for no. me. No. Anyway. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I, I can see it's still it, new. It's still new enough to do it. And- yeah, I don't know. It's Borderlands. It's one of those tiles I still I don't feel like I've seen on many kind of giveaways kind of things. I think but, there was a lot um, of hype going into it, but then when people got hands on it, it's just kind of it's more Borderlands, and it's not, in my opinion, it's not as good as two. Uh, in so terms just... of my guesses, then I'm going to say Rage Two for the the bigger title, and then I'm actually going to go with Lost Words be on the page Ooh, for the free okay. one because it's a little indie darling that sat there, and I think. It, it's been out for long enough now, a similar time to how long Guilt was before we saw that move over to a pro one. And I think with us not really knowing about any other new games that are coming up, I don't want to suggest it's one of the newer, newer games. I think, Tom, you're probably right in saying it's going to be some of the recently announced ones are going to drop. We saw it with the chewing tests and stuff. So it's very, very quick turnaround time for that. Uh, and the Steam price does indicate that you can kind of give them away for now. Mm. Anyway... Uh, so yeah, Rage 2 and Lost Words if they want to keep it set and marquee titles, but I'm hoping this surprises all with something yeah. uh, new and shiny to play with. I'm but... just going to throw a quick caveat in on Lost Words there, that Goop Stadia does have a one-year exclusivity deal with uh, with Modus Games on that, so that is due to expire in March 2021, so I wouldn't be surprised if that came up, just perhaps not this soon, perhaps mm. close to the end of its life cycle. We shall see. Yeah, but speaking shall. of coming to the end of its life cycle, uh, thank you for joining us uh, for the new segment. And once again, another wonderful episode of the Sounds of Stadia podcast. Uh, we bring you the news every week from Stadia, uh, wrapped up in a nice little... We try and keep around the one-hour mark. I don't think we've ever managed the one-hour mark for, for many, many yeah. months now. Uh, but that, that is always our goal, to keep it nice, short and sweet. Uh, remember to keep it locked to our Twitter page, at Sounds of Stadia, for all of our news and upcoming information, especially around the PUBG Content Creators Cup, which is coming to you live at 10pm UK time next Saturday. That is the 30th of May. Uh, remember to subscribe to the channel, like down below, give the video a nice little tick. It does help us out with the magical Google algorithms uh, and help us rise to the, the top of the, the Stadia rankings. Um, but other than that, keep it checked on also for my uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey stream that's coming out on Tuesday. 
go check out Richie's Lost Words video. Um, Tom may have something in the pipeline. We don't know. Ooh, super tease. Even Tom might not know. He's looking <laughs> at the camera now. Um, don't forget as well, if you want to keep uh, chatting with us, we do have a channel over available on Discord if you want to get in with a chat with us. And also the Facebook partnership we've got with the Google Stadia UK group which as I glance to my right and scroll back to the top of the page, I can tell you is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Google Stadia UK group. You got it. <laughs> Thank you very much it. for watching. I got it. My name's been Chris. I've been Tom. I've been Richie. Thank you very much for watching. Goodbye. Ciao. Bye. We've been Sounds of Stadia. <laughs> Forgot that part. Bye. Bye.